0: your turn to oh is it for me consider yourself fired why are you winking at me consider yourself fired hello and welcome to the jt and drew show i'm jt and i'm drew and we're two nobodies talking about nothing. nothing consider yourself fired
1: hey bud hey welcome back to the show man
0: Thanks, man. Thanks for
1: uh, letting me out of the closet this time. Yeah, I know we kind of had an interesting start to season two. Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad we're uh, we're uh, on the road again, so to speak. Um, Definitely, we've got a, a interesting year so far, huh? Man, I mean, you are not lying. the The temperature is on the rise. The gas prices are on the rise. Well, the price of everything is on the rise Um, Yeah, I was listening to the radio earlier Oh yeah, crime's a good one I was listening to the radio earlier And there was a guy who lived in one city He's a a contractor Mm -hmm. uh, Does like housework and and whatnot And I think he had given a quote to his customer For a uh, kitchen renovation And she lived in another city Maybe 45 minutes to an hour away And this was I want to say at the beginning of the year. So he gave her the quote and they're working and everything. Well, prices have gone up so much. It, uh, drastically reduced the profit margin on that job. Really? Yep. Yep.
0: Why? Well, they were just doing like, what were they doing? What were
1: they going to do? Well, I, th- I think he was going to renovate, um, the kitchen. I don't know if he was going to gut it or, or whatnot, but it sounded like it was a pretty big project.
0: So he's got to buy the wood for the cabinets mm-hmm. and get the sink. And yep.
1: Golly. All the supplies and then gas driving back and forth and everything. You know, you quote one price and then you're paying more in supplies and materials and labor than you thought you were going to be. But you can't just necessarily turn around and say, oh, hey, by the way, your price just went up. <clears throat>
0: yeah, because, you know, as a business owner, you have to stick to your guns when you name your price. Oh, yeah,
1: integrity is everything.
0: Golly, that's that is. One, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he did it to stay true to his word, mm. but that is sad when your profit margin is not where you need it to be. Oh yeah,
1: I mean, you still are paying employees. You still gotta, you know, pay the company, uh, pay yourself. I mean, th- there's lots of variables in there for sure. I, I can't imagine, yeah. um, you know, but I bet a lot of these uh, small business owners are are going through that right now. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet they are. But um, but yeah, so um, you had mentioned something interesting, uh, crime being on the rise.
0: Yeah, crime, oh goodness gracious, I guess if you listen to the media or the news or whatnot, it's kind of, I don't know what it is, is we've had full moons the whole time or what's going on, but crime, people are coming out of the woodworks, it's what it seems like. Yeah,
1: I used to think that was just a character on Spongebob.
0: <laughs> I don't even know who Botchbum is. <laughs> nice, well played, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, man, but <clears throat> just um, yeah, you, you hear one thing and you react to it, then more stuff comes out, and you're like, "Whoa, hold on, wait a minute!" And yeah, you're just kind of set up for failure mm. uh, on your thought process and you want to get emotional but you can't get emotional and things that you really dig deep and dig hard in what you believe in are are not that you're questioning yourself but you're questioning well who can I really listen to in order to get all the facts you know because I feel like I've got to get a justified reaction to what's happening oh yeah definitely yeah so I don't know. I, I every media outpost just seems that they're they're gonna pull you one way, they're gonna pull you another, and, and you just can't seem to shake it or can't come up with a good pretty much like where you fall in uh with what's being presented at the time.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> well, I've got an interesting question for you. Yeah. Uh this comes in from uh not one of our listeners. Okay. But uh he says, um, uh, what is it like being middle class and white? <laughs> really? Yeah. For him, <sighs> it sounded like he was rocking the suburbs. But uh, I'd like to get your take on it.
0: Uh, Well, let me, before I answer, let me ask, how does it, how, hmm, how do I say this without sounding terrible? But how is it? being middle class in um not white hispanic
1: yeah, you can just say it brown. black
0: you, you can say it <clears throat> yeah brown you know hey and we all go through the struggle there's no i have i i get i get i don't get excited i get amped up when You start bringing in colors, you know? Oh, sure. What what does it have to do? What does the color of the outside of me have anything to do with what every single person that you interact with is going through?
1: Well, the short answer, not necessarily the correct answer, but um, if you, like you said earlier, watch the media, just listen, absorb it, I'll be a broken record Don't do any research The answer to that question that you just asked is uh, The fact that Your skin tone Skin color or whatever you want to call it um, Directly correlates with Your particular amount of Privilege uh, in this Society <laughs> And if I'm not mistaken right? I think you uh, just pulled the silver Spoon out of your mouth to laugh
0: <laughs> <laughs> No No, I didn't. Uh, I I most certainly did. Yeah, you were. So, I I don't know. I don't know what this privilege that certain people are talking about. I don't know what that is. And I guarantee you, our listeners, have no idea what that is either. Because I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you. I don't know about our listeners. But... Nothing has ever been handed to me. Sure. And and when I think privilege, I think that's, what's, that's what that is. Oh, you come from a distinct family. We're going to go ahead and set you up with this. The not, you know, hey, maybe a house, a really good job, all this stuff. We'll give you this car so you look like you're doing really well. And that would be privilege. And I, me, growing up in the suburbs of Dallas... I've, I was never handed any of that stuff. My parents were never handed any of that stuff. We had to work hard for what we have. And mm-hmm. it, again, it's it's hard, but you do it. Yeah. So, I I I don't I don't understand. No, no. We'll scratch that one. I can't relate. To when they say, "Well, you just have privilege." I d- I don't have privilege. I have there's there's no privilege that, that I've got that you don't have. We're all Americans.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So I'm of the idea, in a uh, uh, broad aspect, if you will, I'm of the idea that um, to an extent, you make your own opportunity. You know, yes, 100 percent. And again, to an extent, maybe you don't have the same uh, access to resources or whatnot as the guy next to you, but you can still make your opportunity in other ways. you know when I when I first joined up, we were doing the uh, delayed entry program and uh, recruiter assistance and all that, and the uh, recruiter had me go pick up a kid from the local high school to come to the uh, delayed entry meeting. So I picked him up, got to talking to him a little bit. He was in the schools, the high school's um, JROTC program and stuff. And then I, after the meeting, dropped him off at his uh, apartment. And he was telling me about his family and how um, he, his dad, and I think two or three brothers were living in a one-bedroom apartment. And it was tiny. And I had asked him, you know, hey, well, what made you decide that you want to join the Air Force? Or join the military in general. And, you know, he he uh, explained to me that, I mean, just straightforward, he wanted to fix his situation. He didn't enjoy, you know, being there with his family in that one bedroom apartment. I mean, he loves his family and everything, but he wanted to create that opportunity and then turn around and share that wealth with them. Not saying that he's just going to, you know, graduate and be rich, but hey, I can help them. And, and better their circumstances, possibly. You know, I can maybe right. be a role model for my brothers who are younger than me and show them what kind of life I can make for myself, and they could possibly do the same thing. That's great. But again, creating that opportunity for yourself. I thought it was uh, very interesting, and this is kind of old, um, but uh, last year, I believe it was, maybe it was older than that, I don't remember, um, when biden came out saying that uh something along the lines of domestic terrorism from white supremacists is the most lethal threat in the homeland now i can think of a lot of threats in the homeland that are serious right we've got gangs we've got drugs we've got all kinds of stuff yeah i'm not downplaying uh you know the white supremacy angle because i would consider that a gang as well
0: yeah i would i would. <clears throat> I would classify it as the same thing.
1: But just to single that out and, and tr- in the same breath, if you will, or in the same uh, political stance, try to say that you're going to be unifying people, but now you're you're splitting people up. If you don't agree with me, you're a white supremacist. Because I have the answers. I am the way. This is the <laughs> way.
0: This is the way. Um, I would say... That the white supremacists of certain not culture but environment um are a lot louder than say other gangs and here's here's my rational thought on this is um ah, this was right about twenty fifteen twenty sixteen um a bunch of people. That lived in a uh, certain community, uh, like a little neighborhood, uh, received a letter or an envelope, or not an envelope, a little baggie that uh, said that uh, you know we're here, we're proud, we're all this stuff, and at the very end it said KKK. Mm. And um, they had it on the news. It was. kind of the talk of the town for a little bit and the people that were being interviewed obviously were not white they were hispanic and they were like wow i actually thought that this was gone that i didn't even think that they existed sure from a from a from my perspective me personally have no involvement into any of that stuff whatsoever i know that it's not gone but I know it's not as big as what it used to be. And I know that they are complete idiots. Oh, absolutely. So... Um, and I
1: think <clears throat> I think this applies to a lot of scenarios or situations, but the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Right. And if that's the group that we're going to focus on and highlight the most, then that's going to seem like the biggest problem.
0: Yes. Now, I'm, I'm going to jump back. On the heels of that, you don't see, and I'll just name two big two big gangs that are uh, relevant. But you have the Bloods and the Crips. Sure. I, mean, I have interacted with both in my youth, okay? Um, only because they were they were coming in from both sides of the state. Gotcha. And um, they never went out. They never. They never went out, and they through flyers out oh hey join the bloods join the crips and all that so they're very particular on who joins and all that um but y- also you never see it like mm, you never see it in out in public
1: right where
0: mm-hmm. um I mean, obviously gang shootings and stuff like that, but you never see it out in, like, daylight public where they're like, oh, hey, we're this organization or we're this gang, and, you know, we're recruiting and all this stuff. But you would, in a, you would not, well, I guess even with Weiss Remy, you wouldn't even see that, um, but you would see certain how uh, as I like to call them, uh, yelling from their vehicles on how those these particular people are stupid and how uh they would just blurt out racist slurs and stuff like that Mm. i mean i've seen it before but i have not seen it since the 90s as far as it being really out there you know uh I think I think and it's safe to say you definitely don't see it in this town.
1: And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's safe to say that you and I I mean we didn't grow up very far from each other. But I think that um we didn't grow up in an environment where like you're saying where it was so prevalent that like, man, I walk down the street or I walk to school or this and that and, and there's gangs on every corner. And right. you know nope, sure did not. But at the same time, if you saw any kind of activity okay I'm gonna avoid that or I'll walk the other way I mean kind of common sense kicks in and I'm not trying to belittle anybody but common sense kicks in it's not like today necessarily where you see stuff on TV where they're having a protest or a rally and one group confronts the other group and you suck, no you suck more and we're just gonna argue about it all day until someone gets shot right? or stabbed or beat up or whatever something you just go oh that's happening I'm gonna avoid that
0: Exactly. Yeah, well, as you're growing up, you know, you're growing up in the city. I'm growing up in the suburb. And you, if anything out of the ordinary were to happen or um, if anything just looked very suspicious, yeah, you just turned and walked the other way because you were not getting involved. Yeah. So, and I didn't care who you were. I mean, uh, there were plenty of times where... You know, walking from school to home, you know, I would take this certain bridge to get over to get into the neighborhood so I could walk home. And there were some times where there were some sketchy stuff, so I went through the woods. Yeah. So, you know, there's just, there's other ways to avoid things. Um, There were some times that I just walked past it and nothing happened, but I got lucky.
1: Right. So, So. I got lucky in middle school and a little bit of high school when I was going to the public schools um, I made friends pretty easily uh, I wasn't necessarily like oh hey I'm one of the popular guys but I wasn't one of the nerds or the losers or the people who got picked on all the time or you know I mean I hate to categorize it that way but it is what it is <clears throat> yeah that's just <clears throat> what it I was played back sports then. and everything and <clears throat> there were a couple times where I was singled out by people I didn't even know if some people were Mexican some people were black it, I mean it didn't matter and I mean it it's kind of cliche but it was like on the movies you know hey meet me here after school we're going to fight well, I don't want to fight anybody I was yeah, tiny right. and like I said I made <laughs> friends easily and I played sports and I had a lot of Samoan and Tongan and Hawaiian friends these were some pretty beefy kids oh so yeah I, I would let them know hey man <laughs> Somebody wants to uh, take care of me out back. Um, you know, do you want to help me? And we go out there, and lo and behold, nobody shows up. Oh, yeah. But it, it's not like I was looking for it. And, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to kick your butt. No, you're going to kick my butt. And we go back and forth. And, you know, it again, trying to avoid the situation. But at the same time, well, if I'm going to be put in the middle of it, hey, I'm going to bring some help with me. Yeah. And it was great because it never happened. <clears throat>
0: That's, well, I'm, I'm glad nothing happened. I'm glad you had uh, people that would back you up. I'm, unlike me, who, I was a part of those groups. I was a part of the nerd group. I was a part of the group that got picked on a lot. Really? Oh, yeah. And. Did you have a chili uh, which Which,
1: uh, come on, man. Okay, that explains a lot.
0: Hey, I got, <laughs> hey, in the, this is a true story, in the. Uh, what was it, the first grade? <clears throat> was it the first grade or the third grade? I was in elementary school. Um, I had a chili bowl. Of course, that was a thing back then, but I had lightning bolts in
1: it, right? <laughs> oh, man, you were cool. Yeah. I, I was... You could run faster, man, too.
0: I, I, I could. Oh, man. Uh, and the principal of the school came up to me and said that I had to changed my hairstyle because it was gang related and, and right when she said that I looked at her and said, What's a gang? Oh you know, yeah, so yeah. you're so young. Yeah, you still have that innocence. You don't understand. So yeah, they called my mom up there and she threw a fit, you know, you know, we're in small town Texas and really gang related? You think he's in a gang? He's in the first or third grade, whatever. And, and, and uh yeah. <laughs> Um, so I had to go back up to my granddad's shop and buzz my head. Wow. Yeah, because it was, they had to get the lightning straight out. the lightning bolts were, came
1: just as quick as they left. Pretty much. It (laughs) was like the
0: flash. Yeah. So, but I would like to... I, w- I would like to hop on to a subject, and I know we have uh, other shows coming up, and I, uh, I'd i like to see this now on the show, but I would like to discuss these particular topics. Um, yeah, go for it. White supremacist privileges, and whatnot, but at a later oh, date, okay, not gotcha, right gotcha. now. I'd like to do it at a later date, yeah, because um, we've got some really interesting people coming up, lined up. Uh, yeah. and it would be a really great topic to talk about with, with these guys. And these guys that are coming up are um, obviously not in this show, but they are just fantastic guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, give you the shirt off your back kind of guys. just amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very so, interested to
1: get their perspective. You know, it's going to be different than yours or mine.
0: Um, right. I mean, we're two, we're two guys grew up in, in Texas, in the Metroplex, mm-hmm. you know, these other guys, they're not, they're from other places yep. in in the country. <coughs> And it would just be just amazing to hear their side of the story. Oh, absolutely,
1: And I think, too, so, if, if any of the listeners would like to uh, chime in, you know, hey, give us your side of the story. Or if you want to share a story or, uh, hey, you think we're just uh, totally nuts and wrong about everything, share it with us. You know, we, we would love please. to see your side of it. Um, obviously, our own experiences are our own. Um, right but we're we're very open to it and and would like to see you know multiple sides of it
0: exactly yeah yeah it would it would be just an amazing uh thing to have an email come in and and be able to read off um uh, viewers uh thoughts and and ideas and you know, even even the bad ones that are like, "You guys are just a bunch of idiots." So, yeah, those would be great. Oh,
1: Absolutely, welcome it all. <clears throat> so, but you know, speaking I speaking oh, of uh, speaking of the military, do you know who wasn't appointed to the naval academy back in the nineteen sixties?
0: Mm. Oh, back in the nineteen sixties, we we're asking a history mm-hmm. question. Oh,
1: Bush oh he was not yeah all the sources anyways that i have found say that he was not i know he claimed that he Mm -hmm. was but again the sources that i found could be wrong they say he was not that's not relevant to anything we were just talking about but it was a little nugget that i was holding on to and now it's out
0: yeah oh okay well um i mean he's such a stand-up guy
1: he's a guy (laughs) and he stands uh, well, you crying boy. That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> you crying you crying? Boy? <laughs> Ah, come on, man. Come on, man. But uh, I'm sorry, I, I had uh, interrupted you. What were you going to say? You would like to see? Uh, I don't think you were going to say me dancing again,
0: but uh, no, no, I'm still trying to get that out of my. I still wake up in cold sweats You on that and me one. Both.
1: i think mine are a little warmer sweats but either way
0: yeah oh flatulence
1: oh yeah that too yeah uh does anybody and and maybe you can relate to this i don't know i don't know if it's just because i'm older or because i'm fat but i get hot when i sleep and i didn't used to get hot when i sleep i mean i I did when i was thinner and a little bit younger, but it seems as the years progress, that I just I, I I get hot.
0: I I don't. Okay, so when I was and then if you look at me now, you're like really, but when I was into weightlifting and I was pumping iron and trying to get bigger and all that, I think the more and we're talking this is oh <sighs> seven, oh six. I'm trying to trying to get in better shape. You were hitting the weights. Right? I was hitting the weights and I was hitting them hard. I was about to you ask. know I yeah. wanted to. I wanted to not be like a. I didn't want to be like the strongest man in the world, but I wanted to look um, like somebody you just wouldn't want to mess with. Okay. You know. Yeah. You wanted to look so. Like me. Um. No. <laughs> not far from it. <laughs> I um I was weightlifting and and f- so I was maybe about a buck 30, Oh wow buck forty okay. yeah and I mean you look at me now and you're like you've never been that weight <laughs> but I was and um, as I was lifting weights I would notice the more the more muscle mass I would put on the harder it was for me to cool off and I've also noticed. That the more cheeseburgers I eat and the fatter I get, the the I it has a really hard time cooling me off. So I think the more mass you have, the more stuff you know, it takes a lot longer for your body to cool down. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I think fat, uh, your your fat cells and the more muscle you have, I think, trying to cool your body down and whatnot, just takes a lot longer. So you got to find a uh a spring to sit in and uh, pray to God you don't have anal leakage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was watching this cartoon back in the day and uh, one of the characters I can relate now used to say, I'm not fat. I'm big boned.
0: Oh yeah. Carmen. Sorry. I did say it. I said it out loud. You said the quiet part out loud. I was the kind of kid that would stay up till 1030 at night on, I think it was, uh, Turner Classic Movies TCM or I don't know TMC uh, That would watch The Three Stooges Oh, I would yeah. try to stay up With my dad Late at night And I'd watch The Stooges yep. And Sometimes I would make it And sometimes I wouldn't It was my favorite show And then They started throwing it on In the morning So then I could watch it In the morning
1: Yeah I would watch The Stooges I would watch um, I Love Lucy okay I think, yeah i can't remember if this came on after that but i think it definitely was like oh you know it's midnight because it was uh the outer limits i never watched that one the outer limits yeah. it's kind of like the twilight zone it would get all like staticky on your tv and it would be like there's nothing wrong with your television you are in the okay. outer limits just a little okay, sci-fi okay yeah junk. i do remember that <clears throat> yeah i remember that Ooh, and even before that, not that my parents would let me watch it, so I've never seen it, but Tales of the Crypt. Oh, I'm watching you, JT. You, <laughs> I, you know, I, <laughs> I
0: I hated that show because it always came on right after Goosebumps.
1: Oh, Goosebumps, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, okay. But... <laughs> I hated that. I hated that. Yeah, goosebumps, man. That was the show that got me, and I still won't read the books, and I still won't watch that TV program. Oh wow! Still won't. Not to this day. In fact, that is right about the time when I cut off horror genre from my life. Okay. Because it wasn't it wasn't the shows that got me. It was my brain after. Oh, sure you know like the thoughts oh something's gonna if i walk in the woods something would pop out nah, mm. nope so i try to stay happy go lucky so i just stuck with action movies and comedies oh, i and love comedies. And that's kind of where i'm at
1: yeah i'm a huge um comedy movie man uh i just i love like a lot of the adam sandler movies now he uses the same cast and those guys for the most part are pretty funny um, yeah Just that kind of dumb humor
0: Yeah Yeah he's pretty good Um, My ul- my ultimate favorite And I can watch these at any time of the day Is uh, any Chris Farley movie
1: Oh yes Yeah Yeah Chris Farley was great <clears throat>
0: Yeah he sure was and, uh, and his SNL skits were good too
1: Yeah Well and that's back when SNL And well comedy for that matter Was just that It was comedy It was designed to make people laugh
0: Yeah Well, yeah, you mean you laughed at everything the Norm McDonald, (laughs) yes, rest in peace, Norm McDonald, on the news on their their uh, news thing that they had Mm -hmm. over there. You know, I was reviewing after he had passed away. I was reviewing some of his stuff, and at the time, I didn't get it as far as so he had made one where. Uh, he said this news thing and it was about women. And then like in the audience, it didn't get a lot of laughs. And he said, oh, by the way, that was written by a woman. And then he's kind of stacking his papers and he goes, yeah, now, you know, now you don't know what to do. Oh no. Because they don't know to be offended or if they should laugh because it was written by a woman. And then after that, he says, no, 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 we're just kidding. We don't hire women.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Which,
0: which. Is was funny, at the time when I saw it, I, I was like, wow, they don't hire women? That's terrible. <laughs> um, but but not getting the comedy of it, many years later, right. I'm on the floor rolling, knowing 100% he's joking. Mm-hmm. It's the, That's exactly what it is, is a joke. Um, and people at that time were like, ooh, I don't know if I should laugh. And that was like a real kind of seeing people can react to comedy where norm mcdonald pushed the limit yeah on all of his stuff which was great which i and we'll probably get into this subject in just a second um do you think comedy is dying
1: i don't know that i would say it's dying uh, but I, I agree with you that it's on a path and it has been for some time now that it's the dynamics of it have changed you know when you have chris rock up there telling a joke and will smith comes up there and slaps him whether it's real fake whatever people you know whatever yeah, that's not the conspiracies that's not the response that comedy should elicit i've seen a bunch of uh, short clips and videos where people are at comedy clubs you know and the comedians tend to pick on the audience members you know they get some material from there everybody laughs but some people, they just don't take it well, and they get very offended, and they get upset, and they'll storm off, or they'll, you know, throw something, or, or whatever, and it's kind of an oxymoron, because you're you're going to a comedy club in those scenarios for that, not to be picked on, but you're going there to laugh, and sometimes it's at other people's expense, but at the end of the day, like you said a moment ago, it's, it's just a joke.
0: Yeah, it's just a joke. I, in my ultimate wisdom... In my forecast, I feel you have that I don't. I don't have to. Okay. But I forecast oh, yeah. some of these predictions that the comedy genre is in its dying phase because of my feelings are hurt, which is sad to see. And here's my here's my reasoning for it is uh, a big one, Dave Chappelle. Hmm. Okay. Dave Chappelle got a lot of heat for some years about the LGBT community, okay. right? He made a joke and apparently he was they were trying to cancel him. Dave Chappelle in my eyes is one of, if not one of or the most funniest comedians that you could ever come across. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if it's because in his his acts he's real or he literally goes for everybody. Yeah. And Well, I I think uh, you just hit
1: the nail on the head there. Goes for everybody. I think not necessarily the comedy is dying, but like you said the canceling. I think we've seen in the recent years especially how how I don't want to say from the top down, but from the government down, it's been canceled more and more. Or it's kind of like the news media where, hey, you will tell these type of jokes and not these type of jokes. You can insult these people, but not those people. And if you look at like when President Trump was in office, every late night show for the most part, most nights it was just bashing the presidency. And that was, that was the comedy. And it's like, you know, when you start making it political and, and I'm not saying don't make political jokes, but when that's all it is and it's pushing an agenda where it's pushing whatever, I don't think it's really comedy anymore. Um, I would I would push
0: it back further, uh, to be completely honest with you. I mean, Mm -hmm. they dogged on Clinton, right? Um, they dogged on the second Bush. Well, they dogged on both Bushes, but from me growing up, I really remember um, the Bush and Cheney. Um, There was a comedian. His name is Louis Black, a really huge comedian. He's a Jewish guy. Um, All of his comedies are political. Mm. And um, to me, they're funny. But he was in a room full of all of these politicians but that's what he had to do. He had to censor his stuff in order to be there. They were like, "Mr. Black, you're a wonderful comedian, the president likes you, all this stuff. But let's not talk about Cheney and the shooting." Uh, if you remember yeah, that., yep, yep. okay? But that was not a topic that Cheney wanted to hear about. However, Lewis Black talked about it in his, you know, like on, on stage and stuff. Yeah. So, so as far as being censored, you would go back, I would go back to the Bush uh, reign, and that's why I think, well, I'm sure it's even further than that, but that's when I saw po- uh, po- uh, the politics uh, really trying to censor people. Yeah. Or not people, but comedians. So yeah, I don't but I just don't think let me hang on oh, go ahead, go ahead. hang on, let me jump back yeah. into this. Um I I get the whole cancel culture thing and the cancel culture is what's really that's the squeaky reel right now and and getting into comedians jelly and all that. But um uh Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage by an individual who just wanted fame. Oh yeah. Recently uh, I guess right. that was the verdict. Yeah, it was really recent. Uh, a couple months ago but um uh that has inadvertently caught other comedians off guard to where they are now really watching what they say yeah. on stage and on this and but there was a lady i can't remember her name her jokes were funny when when i saw the the uh, banter back and forth between her and uh, it was a musician and so, <laughs> so she was like, I'm just going to go up here. I'm going to be me. If You get offended. That's on you, which is the, that is the mindset that you need to have as a comedian. Um, you don't like my stuff. Walk out. Okay. So she's up there doing her, her skit and being really funny. And, uh, then she gets attacked, mm. uh, verbally. And then physically on stage. Oh, wow. Yes. And she is a black lady. She's not, as far as I can tell, she's not on either spectrum where we like to divide the country. Oh, you're Democrat, you're liberal, you're Republican, you're conservative. Bad jujus for both. You know, she's not any of those. She's kind of like right in the middle. Sure. Where 90% of America is. You know? She's n- not one or the other and she got attacked. Yeah. On stage a shame. for a joke. <clears throat> That's a shame. So I I see it and I'm like, I think comedy I think comedy's dying. I I hope it's not, but I think it is. I think it's on that I think we're seeing just the beginning of it.
1: Well, and if things continue down the road that they're going right now, and not to be a conspiracy theorist, but just to throw an idea out there. With the cancel culture, with the, um, what do you call it, censorship, with the, uh, you know, being on eggshells, what you can say, who you can talk about, who you can't, so on and so forth. It's going to turn into a society where, you know, the government has the control and, well, we don't like this individual or we don't, you know, the so-and-so... Maybe leans towards this party or that party, or their ideas don't exactly align with ours. We need to go get them, and that could mean anything that could just mean cancel them, that could you know let's i don't know whatever it could be a number of things. let's ruin their life, yeah, well, we need to talk about that sometime oh yeah, that would be
0: that would be a good interesting topic Mhm mm-hmm. uh, Weapons assaulting you,
1: yeah, that too Indians, oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Indians. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I can talk about that. Apparently, that's in my family. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> I'm hey, gonna, hell, oh, yeah. I don't know. Ju- hey, I'm doing all right. Thanks for. Yeah, no game. problem.
1: Got a dollar.
0: Uh, no, no, no. I bought water today. Oh,
1: good, good. I'm
0: Not fire water, just regular water. Purified. Uh, according to the UV lights, it was.
1: Hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Have you noticed, uh, has the price of water Speaking gone up of, at all? Or
0: It has. Okay, now wait a minute. Now let's talk about this real quick because prices are skyrocketing sure. right now, right? People, uh, let me just give you a little advice, okay? You're going to spend a lot of money up front, all right? But these little water, um, what are they? What are they called? Jugs. Oh, not the jugs. The water, the thing that the water comes out of. Water. Spencer. There you go. The water dispenser. Mm-hmm. Their price, <laughs> their prices are going up. But I, me personally, this is just JT giving my personal advice. I would pick one up, and I would pick up these five-gallon waters, okay? And here's my thought on this, okay? If you have a uh, membership to Sam's or Costco or whatever you've got around you, And you go and you pick up, I know Sam's Club, because that's what we have here, has, uh, you can buy a case of 45 water bottles, okay, for about three, four bucks, right? Wow. As of the time of this recording, okay? Which equals, if you look on the package, it equals just over five gallons of water. All water bottles combined, you pour them out, it's about five gallons. Okay. Okay, Or you can grab one of these jugs, okay, clean it out, do would you know, you feel is the right thing to do. You can take it to one of these dispensers that are either right in front of, I think ours is in front of the family dollar, but they're outside of grocery stores or they're inside of grocery stores or whatever, and they're 25 cents a gallon, which is a1.25 to fill this thing up. You get the exact same amount of water. That you would for $1. twenty-five, as you would if you bought a packet of water bottles for $3 or $4. You're saving yourself trash, right? So you're not throwing these water bottles away, right? And you're reusing them because you're cleaning them out yourself. You're making sure it's sanitized before you refill them up. Well,
1: and you could buy three five-gallon waters or fill them up for the price yeah, of one. Yeah, you can one- refill them. Of those cases of water,
0: you, yeah, exactly. Yep, I had to think about That's what you 15 said.
1: Fifteen gallons or a little over five for the same price. Yeah,
0: so I spent, I spent five dollars a night and filled up four, five-gallon jugs for five bucks. So it's not the way of the future, but it's it's and it's nice. Yeah, <clears throat> because even if the dispenser goes out. I can just pop the lid off and just fill glasses up with this exact same thing.
1: Or if you needed to bug out or if you were going camping or whatever, I mean, you could take your five gallon jug with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You sure can. So I know water bottles are very convenient. Mm -hmm. They're all over the place. You can pick them up, but it's just another way that if any of our listeners want to help the environment, could be one way to lessen trash because right now according to a few sources that i've researched this is just on my own time uh that we are having a hard time trying to recycle or get rid of these plastic water bottles
1: you gotta save the turtles man
0: yeah yeah turtles hey real quick but um i just got a voicemail from cousin jesse oh really yeah, hang on here. Let me uh, let me play okay. this. You have two new messages. Hey cousin JT, this is your cousin Jesse. Mm-hmm. I wanted to show you what I got here on the side of your phone. This is why, why? is it, this is why is it calls you? And it shows you. What Look is at that? this. Can you seize it? Oh well, God, wait. This thing's huge. Hang on, I'm gonna get some more.
1: What's that in the background? Yeah, I was I I think I'm putting the puzzle pieces together Oh, that's
0: really cool mm. Hey, you should really take a look at this Horton, Horton Hey <laughs> Maybe next time you can just come out hunting with us <laughs> And uh, uh Instead of doing your uh your, your city slicker stuff It's gonna kinda be
1: hard Since I, <laughs> I only got the one gun He's, he's staying, staying at, at grandma's. grandma's
0: You know, he's a interesting
1: yeah he sure is
0: so but i'm i'm gonna go over and do like a welfare check on uh on cousin jesse that's a good idea but i'll let you know what i find yeah
1: yeah i appreciate that all right
0: man well it's been good yeah it's been real Uh, i hope to hear from you soon uh i i don't have to go back into the closet this time do i
1: well since you said the quiet part out loud just now i'm gonna say no wink wink all right man well we'll see you later all right, sounds good.
0: As always, we'd like to say thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast.
1: Yeah, we realized that uh, you could have been doing anything uh, way more productive, but you chose to waste your time with us. We look forward to talking about absolutely nothing with you next time. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at JT and Drew Show at gmail.com
0: or... Visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash JT Drew Show.